Winslow, and I'm so grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. Let's lift up our cups together today. If you have them, I don't, so I'm trusting you to do that. But I'll lift up my hands and just ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us through the power of your Word. We are in the middle of a series called Radical Generosity. So if you haven't been with us, um, we are looking at the generosity of God, how he gives good gifts to his children. He loves us. And as this season of giving is upon us with the holidays, with Christmas, um, it's just a great opportunity to reflect on all God has for us, all that he wants to give us, all that he desires for us. And when we follow after him, how those things aren't just things we read in the Bible, but they're really a part of our lives. They're things that we can claim. They're things that we can um, really just uh, absorb and, and, and talk about with gratitude and actually remember and recognize and realize that he is for us. He's with us and he has great things in store. So today... Um, I, I know this is probably uh, maybe overdone, but I can't have this conversation about radical generosity without looking at one of the most uh, memorized verses, one of the most written out verses. If you see like plaques in people's homes or messages given to graduates in high school or college, like there's just so many times when this verse in particular is used. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm sure that you have heard it if you have been around, um, and walked through the, the rows of Hobby Lobby, or if you have been around in the Christian circles. Um, you have heard this verse. I almost guarantee it. Um, but nonetheless, we are still going to talk about it because I think it's vitally important to our understanding of how generous our God is. God is um, with us and for us, as I said, but this is where we learn about his being with us and for us is beyond uh, our, our time here on this earth. It's beyond um, our, our limited capacity as humans here on this earth. And so um, we, we are just... We can't let our minds end here. We have to allow our minds to look at the long run, the long term with God. God is a God of longevity. He's a God of, of legacy. He's a God of lasting um, covenant with us, with, of lasting um, loyalty to us, of lasting faithfulness to us. And so when we look at God and, and his word, we have to understand that there's this element of here and now like we get to experience this here and now because he said the kingdom of heaven has come near with when Christ came to the earth. But at the same time, we have to realize and understand that these verses have lasting implications. They have lasting and eternal significance for our lives. So I'm going to read to you two different versions of this um, scripture because one I think we hear often and then the other... Um, I'm going old school and going King James for the second one. So I want to just read these to you because they give you a couple of different things to look at. And we'll talk about that. 
So the first one is Jeremiah 29 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for disaster. To give you a hope and a future. Now, when we read this, we understand, one, that God thinks about us. God has a plan for us. He has a, a, a path forward for each of us. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I think it's like this mystery that I have to figure out or uncover, like going to dig through um, and find a buried treasure or something. But I believe that God has a plan for us. And as we walk through this life, it's not so much of a, a treasure hunt as it is a, a, a journey of obedience, a journey of um, stepping out in faith, a journey of our faith and our maturity with God growing over time. And so that's number one. If you um, are unsure about your future, if you're unsure about what what it is that you feel like you're supposed to be doing, maybe you have just, you're not clear on what God has for you, then um, just remember this, that he, he does have a plan and he's not trying to hide it from you. There's just things that maybe you need to walk through before he's ready to reveal the next step. There's things that you need to grow in, in your maturity. And that's something that I pray a lot is, is Lord, show me where my character needs to be strengthened in order to take the next step that you have for me. Because I don't want to walk into a situation where my character isn't ready for what he has for me. Because that can lead to a, a problem. <laughs> that can lead to a problem for a lot of people. Um, even just like teaching, uh, teaching people about him. Um, getting uh, to the place where I'm confident, not in myself, but confident in God's power to work through me, that takes time. That's not something that just switches on overnight usually. So, you know, those kinds of things we have to walk in and let him teach us and grow us in, but he has a plan for us. So know that he has a great plan for you. And the second thing is that his plan is for your welfare. It's not for your disaster. And so as we're walking through this life, I know that we can feel like we are not getting out unscathed, right? That there are so many things in this world that um, can trip us up. There's so many things in this world that are difficult. Um, so many things in this world that are just um, incredibly sad and hard to walk through. But God has a plan for our welfare, which means that he is going to take everything that we have walked through and bring it about for our good and for his glory. And then it says that he wants to give you a hope and a future. And again, like when we think about this hope and future, it's beyond this life. It's not about our here and now. It's not about us living in you know this this the comfort of this world like his desire isn't for our comfort his desire is for our eternal best for what's coming after here it, what when Christ returns we're all living with him uh, in a new heaven in a new earth he wants he has a best plan for us and that best plan for us means that we're going to have to walk through the same sort of suffering that Christ walked through here. That's his best plan. Those are the ways that things, um, that we are shaped for his kingdom. He's getting us ready 
for his kingdom. So um, I hope that you can take all of those little pieces and elements and, and just really hear them today. Hear them, let him speak to your heart. And then in the King James Version, I wanted to read this to you because this, this really struck me um, as I was preparing the, the, just, well, let me read it. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. For those of us who are planners, for those of us who like to know what's coming, for those of us who just, we, we um, thrive on having a, a strategy to get from point A to point B, to, to know where we're going, to be clear about what's coming, um, to, to not have a lot of surprises. Um, this is a beautiful verse, a version of this verse that we can really rest and find peace and find comfort and hope in because he says he's going to give us an expected end. That means we can know what's coming. And that coming is what he talks about to us in the Bible, that we shouldn't get our, our minds and uh, our hearts wrapped so tightly, our hands clinging on to things so tightly on this earth that we don't uh, put a lot of stock in the things to come. And in fact, honestly, he wants us to live with our, our, our future, our hope based in heaven, knowing that what's to come is far better. Uh, excuse me, my arm is falling asleep here. Um, far better than, than what we are experiencing on this earth. Our best days on this earth are like a fraction of the good that we will experience in the new heaven and the new earth. A fraction of our experience there. So when I was looking at this word, he will give us an expected end. What does that mean? Um, this word expected uh, is the word for rope. He will give us an expected end. He will give us rope. And I don't know about you, but so often you've, uh, you've probably heard the term, like, I'm at the end of my rope, right? Like, I, I don't know what else I can take. I don't know. There's not anything left. Like, I'm grappling with straws. I'm hanging on by a thread. All of these references that we have with, with ropes and, like, and hanging on to the rope, I believe that it came from this verse. Like, at, it had to have, right? Um, but to think about that, God is giving us a rope, something that we can hold onto when everything else around us in this earth is like is shaking, is is unsettled, is um, is messy, is hard and difficult and sad. We can look to God to be that expected rope for us, that He is with us, that we can grab onto Him, that we can trust Him, that we can know that He is with us and for us. Um, and I just, for me, that was like, uh, it just allowed me to breathe a little as I was reading that because I know what to expect with God. I don't have to like, I'm, I'm not surprised when, when good things happen and I'm not surprised when I have joy through difficult things and I'm not surprised when I feel his comfort in his presence. I'm not surprised because I know what to expect. He tells us what we can expect of him. I can expect trials 
on this earth. But I can expect him to be with me. I can expect his spirit to strengthen me and embolden me to walk through them. I know what to expect. And I know what my future holds because he tells us in his word. So if you aren't familiar with the future that he promises us as his people, or maybe you're a new believer and you're learning about him, soak in his word, read his scripture for uh, the new year. Just make a declaration that you are going to get into his word every single day, even if it's two minutes, even if it's a, a scripture a day. Get into his word. Allow his word to saturate and soak in your mind and your heart. And you will know that he has great plans for you. You will know that you have a future and a hope with him. And that he has plans for your welfare and not for your disaster. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that your word speaks to our hearts new every time we crack it open and read in it. God, I thank you that your spirit is alive and active and that your word is sharper than a double-edged sword. And so, God, it it cuts through um, the surface. It cuts through joints and marrow, God, and it gets to the heart of what we are dealing with. It gets to your heart for us, Father. I thank you for this scripture about you giving us this bright future and hope that you do have plans for us, Father, and that it's not a mystery that you lay it out in your word. Like we know what we can expect from you, God, and how beautiful is that? God, you don't, um, you don't throw us curveballs. We can expect trials. We can expect beautiful days. We can expect you to be our provider, our sustainer, to be our Jehovah Rapha, to be our healer. God, you give good gifts to your children. So thank you for the example that you are of this radical generosity of giving us a future and a hope and to to give us plans for welfare and not for disaster. I thank you for all of this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. We are on the road today um, hanging out with some friends in St. Louis. Uh, So grateful for them, Chris and Carrie, for allowing us to to be at their home. But I had to find a place to tuck away, uh, not wake everybody up this morning as all the kids are still sound asleep. Um, But blessings to you. Have a a wonderful day today. And Lord willing, I will see you back here on Friday. Bye-bye.